of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Thank you for joining me today. We are in Psalm 144 in the Psalm Project. Uh, It is composed by David. And this psalm is set in the midst of conflict. You see that in verse 11 where the psalmist says, Rescue me and deliver me. But the speaker here does not panic as he calls upon the Lord to appear. And so the language of God's appearance is similar to Psalm 18, which is also by David. And so the language of battle applies figuratively to the spiritual warfare in this psalm uh, that Christians wage against the spiritual forces. Ephesians uh, uh, 6 talks about putting on the armor of God. It is battle-type language. So let me read for you Psalm 144 uh, and listen to the themes of war being waged in this psalm about the Lord being the rock and the fortress. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. O Lord, what is man that you regard him, or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath, his days are like a passing shadow. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Flash forth the lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and rout them. Stretch out your hand from on high. Rescue me and deliver me from the many waters, from the hand of foreigners whose mouths speak lies and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a ten-stringed harp I will play to you who gives victory to kings, who rescues David, his servant, from the cruel sword. Rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners whose mouths speak lies and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. May our sons in their youth be like plants full grown, our daughters like corner pillars cut from the structure of a palace. May our granaries be full, providing all kinds of produce. May our sheep bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields. May our cattle be heavy with young, suffering no mishap or failure in bearing. May there be no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. So a few things here in verse 1. Psalmist David refers to the Lord as his rock. He says, blessed be the Lord, my rock. This is the idea of something sturdy, something that is a sure foundation. He says, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war. The association of God with warfare can be a stumbling block in appreciating the Old Testament. There are a lot of people that say that God, or they imply that God is different in the Old Testament compared to the New Testament. But there is no conflict 
between the Old and New Testaments on this point. And so the warfare of God's people has been highlighted and intensified for Christians whose war is against unseen spiritual enemies arrayed against God and themselves for his sake. We see this in Ephesians 6, the whole armor of God. And there are many places, even in the New Testament, where we are referred to as soldiers of the Lord. Verse 2. He is my steadfast love and my fortress. So the Bible presents no conflict between God's love and his warfare. He says, My shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. This is David writing this, and he is speaking of later uh, faithful kings as well. And think about David as the king would have been familiar with warfare and conquering even other people. He says, he subdues peoples under me. David knew what it was like to have people serving him, for people to be under him. Verse 3, what is man that you regard him? We've seen this idea, and I discussed in my previous episode that we don't deserve anything from God. So who is he, or what is man that God would even consider him? Verse 4, man is like a breath. That is short-lived, and the word here is translated vanity, as in Ecclesiastes 1. A breath, vanity. So the poet is amazed that God dis, uh, even cares for him, despite his temporal nature. Verse 5. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. When God appears, nature trembles before him, for example, in Exodus 19, speaks of the thunders and lightnings on the mountain where God was. Verse 7. Stretch out your hand from on high, rescue me and deliver me from the many waters. The enemies are compared to the Near Eastern popular conception of the cosmic waters of chaos. We see this in the Psalms often, referring to chaos as waters. And yet we also see God referred to as a living stream of a you know living water, where water will never run dry. And so you see both uh, sorts of imagery in the Psalms. Verse 9, I will sing a new song to you. In other words, the, the way that you uh, worship God, the way the psalmist wants to worship God, he wants to present something to God that is seemingly new, that God has never heard or seen. He wants it to be special for him. Verse 11, rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners. So the threat is outside of Israel. Verse 12, may our sons and their youth be like plants full grown, our daughters like corner pillars cut from the structure of a palace. So when the oppressive foreigners have been thrown back, the next generation will flourish. Verse 14, talking about cattle, may they have no suffering 
no mishap or failure in bearing. So the poet here envisions complete security from outside military threats. The thing that sticks out to me here is how much the psalmist trusts God. Not just that he is crying out for it, but that he believes it will happen. And that should be our level of trust, because God cares for his people. So here is Psalm 144 set to music. Thank you for listening today to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones.
is false The one whose right hand is the same The right hand of deceitfulness Oh, may our sons like plants Grow sturdy stones may gather crops fill up our barns and all our flocks be multiplied by thousands and ten thousands more oh may our herds increase without distress or loss and may streets be free of outcry and of strife behold how blessed such people are oh happy people who can say they have the Lord to be their God